Welcome to the Alliance's Digital Gathering. In this session, we spend time talking to Chief Executive of Children's Hospices Across Scotland, or CHAS, Rami Okasha, about courageous leadership. I began by asking Rami what courageous leadership means to him. I think it's a great phrase, and it, it's definitely one I had to think about because it's not a phrase I use, but I think it's, to me, it means... Um, about being willing to do the difficult things, but do it in a way that is um, honest, accountable, and really supportive of colleagues. Um, and I think during COVID-19, we've had to do as a sector, lots of difficult things. Um, and that's both around how we structure our organizations, but how we deliver services, how we support people. And to me, courageous leadership is about the willingness to do that, the, the ability to have hard conversations and to make sure that always what we are doing is delivering the mission which we're here to do which is to support people and in terms of attributes you you touched on a few things there but what attributes of a courageous leader are important to you I, I think honesty is really important um, the, the and one of the things as a leader is that sometimes people expect you to know all the answers and um, and often you don't and I don't so there is something that is really important to be honest with people and I think that takes on a particular importance during a time when we are leading through ambiguity we are leading through a turbulent landscape uh, where things are changing regularly and the honest truth is that I don't know what things are going to be like in three, four months' time. And actually, the, 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 I think successful leaders have to acknowledge that with their teams and with their staff and with their supporters. So I have been, throughout the pandemic, um, saying to people, I will share all the information that I have and, and, and let you know about what we know, but that I don't know things I, I will tell you that I don't know them or I can't answer things or I can't predict how things are going to be so honesty is really important for me and um, I think the second thing is about accountability um, my job as a chief executive is of course to in the kindest sense possible hold others to people to account and that's important because we are charged with an important job of delivering a service um, but I also want to hold myself to account and um, and be accountable too. Um, so for me, there is something about um, recognising that as a chief executive or as a leader in an organisation, you are one of many um, and there is an accountability you have to those who you uh, manage, um, support, employ and ask to work for you um, to be uh, accountable for my own actions and, and, uh, and responses. And I think the third attribute around courageous leadership is about the willingness to communicate, the willingness to speak um, openly and compassionately um, with with people um, at every single way. And I spend, as a leader, I probably spend more time communicating than I do anything else. Um, and during the pandemic, particularly in the early days, I was communicating every single day with, with colleagues from Chas across Scotland um, I, I, to really just let people know what the latest developments were, what our latest thinking was in responding to the pandemic. And actually the, the technology that we now have available to us using, um, you know, a, a, a Teams and, and Zoom means that I can communicate with colleagues that we have based right across Scotland much more easily and much more regularly than ever before. Um, but yeah, I think honesty, accountability, communication, th those are, are really key attributes of, of good leadership. 
And moving on from that and almost moving quite seamlessly on from honesty, is authenticity something that's important to you? It is. And, and, and we live in a world where, sadly, you know, we are obsessed by hierarchy. And, um, and, and um, I think that is something in health and social care organisations that is particularly pronounced. The, the NHS is an amazing, wonderful organisation, but has come and is on a journey from being quite a hierarchical organization i think that's changed a lot in recent times but when you think about how the nhs was set up in the past it was built on a hierarchy and so i think in in health and social care organizations um, we, we need to have particular attention to making sure we are uh, breaking down hierarchies so for me authenticity is about humility it is about um understanding that my job as a leader is not to know everything or do everything or decide everything actually my job is to help and support other people to excel um, there is something around servant leadership which I think is really important recognizing that, that I will never know everything and I will never know how to do um, other people's jobs better than them what I can do as a leader is support them to be the best they can and, and recognize that there is no monopoly on good ideas and um, everyone in an organization has something to contribute and in Chaz, we have really changed how we deliver services through the pandemic. And that's not been because I and my senior leadership down, have sat down and decided how that's going to be done. That has been done through unleashing the creativity of staff, giving them um, a permission and license to operate and innovate to do things differently. And um, there is something for me about, as a leader, how you encourage people to um, you know, to, to break the rules. And and sometimes that sounds terribly scary, doesn't it? To say people are allowed to break the rules. And obviously there are things that you, rules you can't break about how we keep people safe and, and protect people. But actually um, in terms of breaking the rules, I, I mean permission to say, why do we do it that way? Can we do it a better way? Let's try it a different way. If that works, let's scale it up. And the ability to really think creatively and I think in social care in particular, and, and in the area that I work in, in palliative care and in children's palliative care, it is all about creativity. It is about using every tool available to you to support people going through the hardest possible time. And the tools that you used one year might not be the same as the next year. We constantly have to evolve and adapt. And, and the way that, that the pandemic has forced innovation, I think is, is, is really interesting. Um, so sorry, that's, a, that's a getting off track from, from points about authenticity, but I think authenticity is a huge driver of change. And if we need change right now, we need to be authentic with people. So um, that, that means being honest and being sharing difficult messages so one of the challenges that in Chaz we have faced like many other charitable organizations is um, our, our fundraising has been hugely impacted um, by, by uh, the pandemic because there are just things we can't do right now and we rely on the generosity of the Scottish public to, to fund children's hospice care in, in Scotland and so I, I've been really open with staff about our financial position, where, how we've done this year, what our projections are, how long we can continue without making more difficult decisions and and so on. And, and that, I think, um, has been valued by colleagues who have appreciated the, the honesty and authenticity of, of being trusted with complex and um, difficult financial information. And it is a hard time for many third sector organisations at the moment. Following on from some of what you've said about COVID, I just wanted to touch on whether 
you had had to change your leadership style in any way through COVID. Obviously, you've said, you know, you have been communicating more. But have there been any other changes or challenges for you presented by COVID in terms of leadership? It's changed through the course of the pandemic, I think. The, the, right at the beginning, um, as a leader, I and my senior colleagues were being much more directive than we normally would be, um, uh, you know, and, and our practice was, um, you know, we were having huddles twice a day to, to understand and respond to the pandemic. So this was kind of March and, and into April. And very quickly, we realised that we were able to continue to operate our hospices, but at reduced capacity. We needed to have fewer people in there to, to allow social distancing. So we began to say, okay, if our staff can't be in the hospice, um, they need to be in children's homes. So we massively upscaled the amount of um, care delivered in children's homes and, and launched the world's first virtual children's hospice. So that, that was not done by me and my senior colleagues sitting down twice a day at a huddle and saying, these are the things that need to be happen. That was about setting the direction and allowing really talented staff to take that and develop those ideas and, and make them a, a reality. So I would say right at the beginning, a, a more directive style, but very quickly that was about setting the direction, keeping people in the organisation safe and, and then allowing people and unleashing people's creativity. So in some ways, um, as the pandemic has matured, I, I would say it has reinforced my uh, views around leadership, that leadership which empowers other people and builds high-performing teams to deliver it, it is the most effective form of leadership. And looking more broadly at your leadership style and how that's evolved in general over the period of your career, who or what has influenced that? It's a really interesting question. And I guess everyone's career is a, a sum of all the parts that have gone before it and all the experiences that are happening right now. Um, I, I've worked um, in a number of roles before I became a chief exec. I worked for a, a number of chief execs who were women. And I think that has uh, been hugely important. My sense is that more diverse leadership is really important. And that's not just around representation, though representation is important. I think it is around diversity of thought and style. And we need to have um, a wide range of people in leadership positions in Scotland, in, um, in the sector. Um, I think we've done really well in many cases in terms of um, of sex there you know although there are there is a long way to go uh, on that front the area which I think needs more attention is around race um, and um, and and that is uh, I look around and see a sector in Scotland where there is a lot of white leadership and there is a lack of um, diversity around race um, but I suppose my experience uh, has been in leadership is that there is a toxic combination, which is um, leadership and machismo. Um, th these two things, to my mind, are incompatible. And, and that has been my experience in a number of different ways. And, and I think leaders would be well rem reminded that, you know, um, civility is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. And you can make difficult decisions. You can support people in different ways. You can be very determined about delivering something and treat people with dignity, respect and kindness. 
um, uh, at the same time. Th th those that that is actually what leadership is about, and um, that older style of kind of power-based leadership um, is is something which turns me off. It's not something that I think is effective, um, and so there is something about saying how do we. How do we in the sector recognise that diversity is strength and having different opinions and points of view and worldviews coming into the leadership space is a, is a strength? And I think there's also something about um, recognising that leadership is not vested in an individual, um, that leadership um, doesn't come with title or authority. Um, what brings um, authority is actually relationships and trust. Um, and those are things that need to be earned, not acquired. So th there is something about, for me, thinking of when you're a leader in an organization, who are the other leaders in that organization? And so collective leadership for me is really important in a, an organization. And, and Chaz, we've been supporting about 50 of our colleagues across Scotland to go through a leadership development program at the moment, which is all about leading self, leading others and leading within systems. And that's really, it's a big investment of time and, and a big investment of money, but actually it, it pays off. And, and we're seeing that happening now. People who are more confident in operating, more able to um, operate with confidence across the system, really important. And 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 that systemic leadership, I think, is, is, is the next phase for, for leaders in health and social care in Scotland. Following on from that, what advice would you give to any younger people who maybe don't see themselves as leaders but really do have leadership in their roles and can really capitalise on that maybe if they have a bit more confidence or whatnot, what kind of advice would you give to younger people that are coming through the ranks just now? I think you're not a leader if you hold a position, you're a leader if you influence others. And there are people at every level in an organisation that are leaders in that sense. And people who colleagues look up to, who people who use services just know are the people that they they, they talk to, to to really get things done. Um, and I, I think that there is something for me about um, recognising your own leadership, even if you don't have a, a title which says you're a manager or a director or a chief exec. Th there's also something I think about being curious. I would encourage leaders to read widely, talk widely, connect with people. And I, I read a, a really interesting article a couple of years ago, which has really stuck with me about an organisation. I can't even remember what organisation it was. And, and I think it was a, a, a the private company in the States where they, they began to um, make deliberate time to um, connect up people in, organization, in the organization. And what they realized was that there was a correlation between those people in an organization that were really connected with their colleagues and, and people who were, um, were, were really uh, delivering and, and, and performing. So for me, there's something about carving out that time to talk to people, to meet people, to understand and be curious about colleagues and, and people in other organizations because it is those connections that you build that will help you deliver things, even if they're not now, even if it's years down the line. And high connected organizations are and people in organizations are, are really important. So that is something that I would um I, I would do. There is something about um, offering um leadership. So if 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 you're in a role, whatever level or grade your role is at, and you want to get involved with a project or you see something you want to change and you want to influence others to do it 
just do it. Talk to your managers, your whoever it is that gives you the kind of formal authority to do that, and um, and say, look, there's something I want to do, and um, I can I can improve the service that we're delivering here by doing this. And um, can I go and do it? And 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 that is to me is 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 something that I would encourage people to do. Don't be um, don't don't wait to someone else for someone else to tell you here's something that could be better. Find things that could be better, seize them, and, and build the permission for yourself to to change. And and that's that's leadership in action, I think. There's something about having a little bit of bravery in there, isn't there? Just to dip your toe in the water and push yourself a bit more. It is a form of of, of bravery, but it's it's bravery with a purpose. And, and and I think in health and social care, always remembering what we are here to do, which is to support people going through difficult things or um, needing extra support. If we focus on the person and what we are there to do uh, that will keep us on the right path I think. Let's look at that big picture across health and social care and leadership the kind of leadership we feel we need from now on what do you think health and social care does need in terms of leadership moving on to the future? It's a, it's a really interesting question and I, I think I look around and see really inspiring leaders in organizations across health and social care and I just think you are fab and and what we need I think is that thinking about systemic leadership how do we bring that collection of talent and and expertise that we have in Scotland um, into a, a form of, of collective leadership across the system so we have organizations that are one run really well together sorry the organizations that are really well run and delivering incredible things how do we build up partnerships and get organizations to work together and in my experience then um, that leadership and partnership working is really hard um, because it often involves people and organizations having to um, define roles and responsibilities to seed and share power um, and that can be difficult but my view is that there are very few things in life that are better done um, by one organization than um, an organization which is collaborating with others and, and so partnership working I think often leads to really great experiences if I can maybe just give one example through the pandemic and um, at Chaz we've worked with a super organization called Hearts and Minds um, to uh, who who um, provide clown doctoring and really loved by some of the children and families that we we work with and clown doctors would come into the hospices and we realized that that wasn't going to be possible in an era of social distancing so we worked with Hearts and Minds to um, develop a form of um, virtual clown doctoring where we use technology um, over the internet to um, beam clown doctoring into children's homes and and that was done by two organizations working together and the results and impacts are just seen in the laughs and smiles that I see from time to time on, on little videos and clips of of this from children and, and families there is something really profound about um, two organizations sitting down and saying how do we how do we work together to solve a problem and at Chaz we were able to build the connections and links with families um, who have children who are dying and at hearts and and say we're able to bring um, the clown doctoring and together we got the technology to work so um, yeah partnership is, is isn't always easy but it is in my experience almost always better than than silo working. Like you said there's that element of seeding power which I think is an important part of courageous leadership is being able to seed that power. 
I, I work with a team of people and I um, try to make as few decisions as possible. I actually want others to make decisions. So I think as leaders, one of the things we need to do is to um, sometimes uh refuse the power mantle and um and and say if you've got a decision to make um i'll i'll talk you through um um what the options are but i'd like you to make the decision and um and we'll talk through um what support you might need for that and how that can be how we can help you to do that because i, I think um people who um in an organization to make all the decisions well they don't have all the right information and if you don't have the right information you can't make a good decision so um yeah seeding power is important but it's not easy to do it's always uh, you know um it's tempting to to um to do things rather than to um say to people how can i help you to do things but that's what leadership is about that's what organizations need and um, they need people to be enthused and excited and empowered to um do things um and that requires power to be distributed across organizations rather than invested in a chief exec or in a leader. Rami, thank you so much for talking to me today about courageous leadership. It's been fantastic to hear your thoughts and views on this topic.